0: Hi, this is Craig Tim. You're listening to the Craig Tim Podcast Show. Each time that we're going to meet, I'll be sharing with you God's message on living the Christian life. And during these times, I will be challenging you. I will test you. I will be encouraging you. And I will inspire you in all you can be in your daily walk. Whatever you're going through, whatever is happening, I want to remind you that God is with us, and He will not let us fail. I'm ready to start, and I hope you're ready to listen. Let's see what God has to say today. Welcome again, everybody. I just want to let you know how much I appreciate you tuning in and hearing What God has given me to share with you. Today's message is temptation. You are not alone. The Bible calls us, as believers, to live with a few simple realities that we must face. And the first one is the reality that we live in a world full of sin. And it just does not function the way God had originally intended But that's the world that we live in, you and I. And because the world isn't operating per God's creative design, it presents us with trials and temptations everywhere, every day. Now, these temptations play to our sinful weaknesses that live inside all of us. We are born sinners. Now, that being said, we must learn to live Being aware that temptations are just a fact of life for all of us. It's what we do with them, though. See, if we happen to turn a blind eye to this fact, we are only fooling ourselves and actually just making ourselves prime targets for the enemy to attack. Now, another reality we need to accept is that even though we are God's children, we still lack the power to fight these spiritual battles on our own. And when we recognize wrong, many times it does not look that wrong to us. And what God says is dangerous, well, you know, that doesn't always seem as dangerous to us as he might make it out to be. You know, it might be dangerous for that person over there. It might be dangerous for that guy over there. But for me, I can handle it. It's it's not that bad. But, you know, now that you mention that, evil doesn't always appear so evil in our eyes also. It just seems that we can find justification when it applies to us. But it's easy to see what's happening to others. See, as we face our weaknesses, we really need to pray for purity of our own selfish desires. Pray for wisdom and discernment to recognize the enemy's tricks and the strength to withstand these battles that we just can't avoid. It is around us all the time because of where we live. And what we need is protection just from all those external temptations, but we need protection mainly from our own blind eyes and our wandering hearts. Now, Since we're talking about temptation today in one of my previous posts, it seems to be a topic the Lord has given me that obviously is in great need to be addressed for everybody. But I Let's just take a look here real quick. I wrote down the Webster Dictionary definition. Let's just see what that says. What do they say that temptation is? It says, something that causes a strong urge or desire to have something, and especially something that is bad, wrong, or unwise. We receive many cautions about temptations throughout God's teachings. And most of them all come with forewarnings of what will take place when we fall victim to them. It's cause and effect. If we fall to that, here's what's going to happen to us. It's pretty black and white when you read it, but it's not so easy when you're going through it. 1 Timothy 6, 8-9 says, If we have food and clothing, we will be content with that. People who want to get rich fall into temptation and a trap and into many foolish and harmful desires that plunge men into ruin and destruction. This section in First Timothy actually begins back in verse 3 and it goes on through verse 10. But what Paul is particularly talking about is the love of money. Now for many of us, It may not always be about the money. This passage can also apply to many other things that becomes causes for us to fall into these temptations. He goes on to say that it is important to distinguish between needs and wants. We've all heard that many times. Are Our wants... Needs, do we make them needs? Or are needs what we really want? Hmm, interesting play there on words, but different thought process. We may have, and most likely have, all we need to live the basic life. But many of us tend to let ourselves become anxious and discontented over what we merely want. We begin to grumble when our attention shifts from what we have to what we do not have. Isn't that? Hmm. Before we judge others, it is most helpful to think about what occupies our attention most of the time. Are we truly grateful for what God has given us? Or are we always thinking about what we would like to have? What we want that we don't have? Jealousy will slowly creep in. And before you know it, envy will consume you. And you've got to have what your friend has. You've got to have what he has, what she has. Look at that family, what they have. Right? We always want what we don't have. I want to encourage you, don't allow your unfulfilled desires to cause you to forget God's gifts. This is really important, folks. It's unfulfilled, but at the same time, God has given you so many gifts. Family, friends, solid friends you do life with. There's always those close two or three friends in your life that you do life with. We have a couple of sets of friends that we have done life with for 30 years now, 32 years. Our kids have grown up together. We have done life. We've experienced the joys and we've cried the sorrows with one another. See, when we choose to be discontented and chase after our wants, All we do is end up becoming slaves to our desires. James 1, 13 through 15. And let me see here. Let me get my Bible. Hold on. Sorry, just not real organized. I should have had it right here next to me. Okay, here we go. James 1, 13-15. And it says, When tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me. For God cannot be tempted by Satan, nor does he tempt anyone. But each one is tempted by his own evil desires. He is dragged away then and he is enticed. And then, after desire has been conceived, it gives birth to sin and Sin, when it is full grown, gives birth to death. I asked this question in one of my other podcasts. How many of you have experienced this kind of death? When your desire was conceived, and it gave birth to sin. And then your sin continued, and it gave birth to death. And what did you lose over it? See, when we become hardened with sin in our lives, we end up dying unto ourselves covered in debauchery and wickedness. It may not be as bad as, you know, going to jail type of wickedness, but it will be enough to cause us to fail our values and morals, and we will end up heading towards a different kind of jail. Now, after we wake up from this fog that we've fallen into and we come to our senses, what possibly be saying something like, "Oh my gosh, I, what did I just do?" We find ourselves overcome with condemnation from the enemy. He will try to keep us down and out of touch with God. He will isolate us and he will feel, make us wor- feel, feel, we will feel worse and worse and worse the enemy will focus all of his attention on driving us deeper and deeper and deeper into more sin and for it to take place more often. And we will tend to hear phrases like this. "Ah, You did it once. Ah, It's okay to do it again. It doesn't really matter now. Who cares? You got away with it before. Nobody knows. And maybe you'll hear, didn't God say he hates sin? You're a sinner. Therefore, he must hate you now. See, we fall into the enemy. And all we hear is the enemy and his condemnation towards us. We hear all kinds of these types of comments from the enemy. And he just wants to punish us. And continue to drive us deeper and deeper into despair. God fights on our behalf, though. Remember that. Even when we don't have the sense to resist, He gives us wisdom and strength when we ask for it. Just ask for it. Sincerely ask for it, folks. Therefore, we can face those harsh realities of life in this broken world. We can have courage and hope that is promised to us because we never have to face them themselves. You are not alone. I want to close with this. 1 Corinthians 10:13. No temptation has seized you except what is common to man, and God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also Provide a way out so that you can stand up under it. Folks, grab on to that verse. When you are tempted, he will provide you a way out. And you can stand up under that temptation and not fall victim to the enemy. Zephaniah 3.17 says, The Lord your God is in your midst a mighty one who will save. Again, all verses and the Bible read through here today and inferred comes from the NIV Bible. I have to make that statement so you know where it came from. There are many varieties of it. I want to just encourage you to read your Bible on a regular basis so that you gain understanding on what the enemy is trying to do to you and how you can be victorious in these battles let god guide you for he will never leave you nor forsake you as always if you have comments if you have questions if there's some clarification on um, what i what i share give drop me a line Craig Tim Podcast, that's T I M M, Craig Tim Podcast, all one phrase, at gmail.com. And I'll get back to you as soon as I possibly can. It may not be right away. It may not be within the first 24, 48 hours, but it will be very soon. So feel free to do that along the way. I want to thank you again for all listening. Thank you for taking these messages to heart. Thank you for your faithfulness to the Lord. And remember, he is always there for you. Ask him for the wisdom. Don't drop your guard. Be aware of what's going on around you all the time. The enemy will use everything and all angles to try to get us to fail. Blessings to you all, folks. And I look forward to our very next meeting together. Bye-bye.